You are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four-volume, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's readings, I invite you to head on over to Facebook, and there you'll find the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group, and you'll be able to share your own thoughts and insights with others who are listening and following along. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who have proclaimed the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example in holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria teaches how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir a flame in our hearts to say missionary fervor of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 287. We are reading from Volume 4, Book 7, Chapter 6, Paragraphs 73 to 79. Chapter 6. The apostles leave the Seneca to preach to the gathering multitude. They speak in various tongues, and about 3,000 are converted on that day, the doings of Most Holy Mary on this occasion. 73. On account of the visible and open signs by which the Holy Ghost descended upon the apostles, the whole city of Jerusalem with its inhabitants was stirred to wonder. When the news of the astounding events at the house of the Seneca spread about, the multitude of the people gathered in crowds to know more of the happenings. On that day was being celebrated one of the Pasks or feasts of the Jews, and as well on this account as on account of the special dispensation of heaven, The city was crowded with foreigners and strangers from all parts of the world. For to them the Most High wished to manifest the wonders of the first preaching and spreading of the new law of grace, which the Incarnate Word, our Redeemer and Master, had ordained for the salvation of men. 74. The sacred apostles, who were filled with charity by the plenitude of the gifts of the Holy Ghost, and who knew that all Jerusalem was gathering at the doors of the Senecle, asked permission of their mistress and queen to go forth and preach to them, in order that such great graces might not even for a moment fail to redound to the benefit of souls and to new glory of their author. They all left the house of the Senecle and, placing themselves before the multitudes, began to preach the mysteries of the faith and of eternal life. Though, until then, they had been so shy and seclusive, they now stepped forth with unhesitating boldness and poured forth burning words that, like a flashing fire, penetrated to the souls of their hearers. All the people were filled with wonder and astonishment at these events, the like of which had never before been heard or seen in the world. They looked at each other, and in consternation asked each other, saying, What is this that we witness? Are not all these that speak Galileans? How then do we hear them speaking in the language in which we were born? 
We Jews and proselytes, Romans, Latins, Greeks, Cretans, Arabs, Parthians, Medes, and all the rest of us from different parts of the world hear them speak and we understand them in our own languages. O greatness of God, how admirable is he in all his works. 75. This miracle that all the men of so many different tongues then assembled in Jerusalem should hear the apostles in their own language. Joined to the doctrine which they preached, caused great astonishment. Yet I wish to remark that though all the apostles, on account of the plenitude of signs and of gifts gratuitously received, were able to speak in the languages of all nations, because that was necessary for the preaching of the gospel, yet on that occasion they all spoke the language of Palestine. Using only this idiom, they were understood by all the different nationalities there present as if they had spoken in the several idioms. This miracle of the Lord wrought at the time in order that they might be understood and believed by those different nations, and in order that St. Peter might not be obliged to repeat in the different languages of those present what he preached to them concerning the mysteries of the faith. He preached only once, and all heard and understood him, each in his own language, and so it happened also with the other apostles. For if each one had spoken in the language of those who heard them, and which they knew as their mother tongue, it would have been necessary for them to repeat what they said at least seven or eight times, according to the different nationalities mentioned by St. Luke, Acts 2.9. This would have consumed a longer time than is intimated by the sacred text, and it would have caused a great confusion and trouble to repeat the same doctrines over and over again, or to speak so many languages on one occasion. Nor would the miracle be so intelligible to us as the one mentioned. 76. The people who heard the apostles did not understand the miracle, although they wondered at hearing each at their own idiom. What St. Luke says about the speaking different languages must be understood as meaning that the apostles were then and there able to understand them, as I shall mention later on, Acts 2.4. And because on that day, those that came to the cynical understood them all speaking in their own language. But this miracle and wonderment caused in their hearers different effects and opinions according to the dispositions of each one. Those that listened piously received a deep understanding of the divinity and of the redemption of man, now so eloquently and fervently propounded to them. They were moved eagerly to desire the knowledge of the truth. By the divine light, they were filled with compunction and sorrow for their sins and with desire of divine mercy and forgiveness. With tears in their eyes, they cried out to the apostles and asked what they must do to gain eternal life. Others, who hardened their hearts altogether, untouched by the divine truths preached by them, became indignant at the apostles, and instead of yielding to them, called them innovators and adventurers. Many of the Jews, more impious in their perfidy and envy, inveighed against the apostles, saying they were drunk and insane. Acts 2.13 among these were some of those who had again come to their senses after having fallen to the ground at the thunder caused by the coming of the Holy Ghost, for they had risen still more obstinate and rebellious against God. 77. In order to refute their blasphemy, St. Peter, as the head of the church, stepped forth and speaking in a louder voice said, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known to you, and with your ears receive my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Lord. 
I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young ones shall see visions, and your old ones shall dream dreams, and upon my servants indeed, and upon my handmaids. I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and the signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and manifest day of the Lord arrives. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you, by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you also know. This same, being delivered up by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you, by the hands of wicked men, have crucified and slain. He was a holy man, approved of God and his virtues, by miracles and prodigies, wrought in the midst of your people, of which you know and are witnesses. And God has raised him from the dead, according to the prophecies of David. For that holy king could not speak of himself, since you have his sepulcher in your midst where lies his body. He spoke as a prophet of Christ, and we are ourselves witnesses, as having seen him risen and ascending into heaven by his own power, to be seated at the right hand of the Father." as likewise David has prophesied. Let the unbelievers understand these words of truth, which they wish to deny in their perfidy of their malice. For against them stand the wonders of the Most High, which wrought in us as witnesses to the doctrine of Christ and to his admirable resurrection. 78. Let then the whole house of Israel understand, and let them be assured that God hath made this Jesus, whom you have crucified, his anointed and the Lord of all, and that he has raised him from the dead on the third day. On hearing these words, the hearts of many that stood there were moved to compunction, and with great wailing they asked St. Peter and the rest of the apostles what they should do for their salvation. Acts 2.37 Thereupon St. Peter said to them, Do penance and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are far off, whomsoever the Lord our God shall call. Seek therefore now to make use of the remedy and to save yourselves from this perverse and incredulous generation. Many other words of life St. Peter and the other apostles spoke to them, by which the perfidious Jews and the other unbelievers were much confounded. As no one could answer, they withdrew and left the cynical. But the number of those that received the true faith of Jesus Christ amounted to about three thousand. Acts 2.41. They all attached themselves to the apostles and were baptized by them to the great consternation and fear of all of Jerusalem, for the wonders and prodigies performed by the apostles filled with terror and dismay all the unbelievers. 79. The three thousand who were converted by the first sermon of St. Peter were from all the nations then gathered in Jerusalem so that forthwith all nations, without excluding any, might partake of the fruits of the redemption. All might be gathered to the church, and all might experience the grace of the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Church was to be composed of all nations and tribes. Many were Jews who had followed Christ our Savior with kindly feelings, and witnessed his sufferings and death with compassion. As I have said above, some also of those who had concurred in his passion were converted, though these were few, because many would not alter their disposition. For if they had done so, all of them would have been admitted to mercy and received pardon for their error. After their preaching, the apostles retired that evening within the cenacle, in order to give an account to the Mother of Mercy, the purest Mary. 
With them also entered a great number of the new children of the church, in order that they might come to know and venerate the Mother of Mercy. This concludes our reading today for day number 287. We've been reading from Volume 4, Book 7, Chapter 6, Paragraphs 73 to 79. The apostles were blessed to walk with Jesus. They saw Jesus perform these mighty signs and wonders. And now they are a part of a miracle themselves as well, that God sends the Holy Spirit upon them, that they speak in these foreign words and everybody can understand them. And this causes great wonder and great astonishment among the people as they see this. It's almost as if they say, just as Jesus fed a hungry crowd of 5,000, now 3,000 people are able to understand one another even though they speak different languages. There's something about these groups, these large groups, and the great miracles that God performed in the person of Jesus and through the Holy Spirit now as well. And as Peter receives the Holy Spirit, As the head of the apostles, as their leader, he stands up and he speaks to the gathered crowds and he proclaims the gospel to them. And I suppose, you know, it's always a wonder, you know, we think about, well, what would he have preached? And the Acts of the Apostles has some of it, but surely there was much more than contained in the sacred scriptures. We heard today that those listened piously received a deep understanding of the divinity and of the redemption of man now so eloquently and fervently propounded to them. They were moved eagerly to desire the knowledge of truth by the divine light and were filled with compunction for their sins and a desire for mercy and forgiveness. And so Peter passionately preaches and he touches the hearts of his hearers because then we gain these converts. Those who were converted came from many different backgrounds. Many were Jews who had followed Christ our Savior with kindly feelings and witnessed his sufferings and deaths with compassion. So you think these are some of the people that began following Jesus because of his miracles and now, after all that they've witnessed, the resurrection, hearing the stories of Jesus risen, this event of Pentecost, they say, I want to be a believer. Some also of those who had concurred in his passion were converted, though these were few, because many would not alter their disposition. So they had an opinion, many of them, and they wouldn't change their minds. But those that were open they were able to change their minds and come to belief in who the crucified Christ was. I think it's quite beautiful that after all of these individuals are converted, that some of them go into the cynical and they meet the Blessed Mother. They want to honor the mother of the one who has saved them. They want to honor the mother of the one who has redeemed them. And I think that's something quite beautiful, and to think of converts in the church today and introducing them to Mary, maybe some of them having reservations about her because of their previous faith tradition, but letting them come to know her gradually and coming to honor her in their own way. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of the mystical city of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.